back, Lobos, to Honest Tea with Shaq HP. Hello, Lobos. Hello. What's up? As promised, Lobos, Chris is back, and today is all about him. We missed you, Chris. I know. I missed y'all, too. It was so weird not waking up every day and, like, seeing your faces over Zoom. It's been a while. Well, I mean, it feels like it's been forever, but it's been, like, what, two weeks? Yeah, it was about two weeks. Nice. Well, you look so much better. And uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, why don't we? Your COVID contraction. Uh, don't even bring her up. We don't play with Miss Rona anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leah and I have lots of questions for you. What's up? All right, Leah. So, like, what happened, Quiz? Like, like, how did you know you contracted the virus? Like, how did it happen? Uh, let me, it was so crazy. Like, the story was just, it's honestly, like, how does this happen, you know? So Yeah, you were, the, like, the person to take every precaution, like, in the book. When you told yeah. me, emailed me and said, uh, your test results, I kind of was like, what the heck? He's the safest person. No, literally. Like, I have, like, seven bottles of hand sanitizer in my car. I wash my hands constantly. I wear, I'm wearing my mask always. So when, like, I found out I was sick, I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I ended up getting it because, like, I'd been hanging out with my friends, right, and, like, my housemates and stuff. And um, one of my friend's managers actually had the virus and so was still say, going. When you say friends, though, those were your roommates. Yeah, yeah. People you lived with. Okay, okay. Yes. And we all, like, we're all close-knit. Like, we're, it's not like everybody just stays in their room. Like, we're all best friends. Like, we've grown up with each other. So, like, we're all in the living room. We cook together. We have dinner. Like, we hang out, you know. And um, one of my friend's managers actually got the virus, didn't get tested, was going to work. And he works in a call center, my friend. And his manager, I guess they'd go in, like, they high-five you and, like, stuff. And, like, just talk to you, like like normal, I suppose. And um, the manager was sick and was just spreading it to everybody. So on Friday, on that Friday, I think it was like the, the 30th or something like that, um, we found out he had the virus, his job, um, his, the manager had the virus. So the call center sent everybody home from that department. Um, we all rushed to get tested. Um, my first results actually came back negative. So I was like, okay, I'm in the clear. Like, I'm good. And then a wow. couple more days down the road, uh, I started feeling sick, um, sore throat, a uh, little cough. Like, it was, it, was, it was minor at first. So I was like, oh, it's just allergies. Um, I think I remember telling you about that, Tiff and Leah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just my allergies, you know, the usual. Yeah. And then, and then it started getting worse. Um, so me and my friend both we were both showing symptoms so we decided to go get tested and sure enough <laughs> it was positive so you oh, had so you false... got tested twice yeah. yes a false negative and then a positive well i don't know if it was a false negative maybe it was just too soon maybe i didn't maybe i didn't get it from the manager maybe i got it from the testing site because i i, got, I went and got tested at unm um h and when we went in, one of the, the like receptionists or whatever 
asked us at first, are you symptomatic? And we said, yeah, we have some symptoms. And he's like, okay, well, good. Because if you don't have symptoms and you go in there, you'll definitely have symptoms when you leave. Oh, so Lord. maybe I picked it up from there because, you, you know, we're going in there. People are sitting down, getting tested, and they're not wiping down the seats after you leave. But you live with, what, five other people at the time? like Yeah. And you all yeah. got it. Yes. Dang. How, like, how was it? Or what was it like living with it? Like, what were your symptoms? Like, how did they start to how did they progress? So we all had, like, I guess, not minor cases, because it's not minor at all. But compared to, like, other stories we've heard, like, people, like, obviously dying from it and stuff, um, it really affected us kind of like how, I guess, the flu would, kind of. So mornings and nights were, like, the best, I guess. Um, you'd, you'd wake up, and I felt I felt perfectly fine. But once I got up and, like, I started walking around or showering, like, it messed me up. Like, um, yeah, I had a... I had a cough, a sore throat. I never really had a fever, thankfully, because that would have taken me out. I don't do well with heat at all. Um, I had chills, like, constantly. Like, I could be in a 100-degree room, and I'd just be, like, shivering because how cold I was. And you're um, always hot. Like, everywhere you go, yeah. it's hot. Yeah, literally. I'm very you never wear body. jackets. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> Even when I'm skiing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And, um... I lost all my taste and smell and it, that was like so weird for me because like I could breathe fine like you know and usually like when you're sick like you're stuffy so that you think you can't smell but my sinuses were completely clear but I couldn't smell anything oh, um, and then they taste like you could taste sweet salty spicy and like you could tell temperature but other than that you can't taste what you're eating you just know if it's sweet or sour pretty much. Or if your tongue's oh. on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it was it was definitely strange. Um, I was dizzy all the time. I couldn't, like, in the beginning, like, when I didn't know I had it, like, I couldn't drive. Like, I was, like, sitting there, and, like, my eyes were, like, all over the place. I almost wrecked, actually. So I had to, like, have my friend switch me seats and him drive home. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. You said, though, that, like, you were constantly sweating too, right? Like your body just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Like not because I was hot. Like I was like, you know, cold sweats. Mm. Like it, it was like that. Like I, I don't know how to explain it, but I was freezing. But yeah, I was just pouring buckets of sweat. I know when we did our, was it our last podcast or was it our meditation podcast? I think like mm -hmm. Leah and I could tell right away that you were just like not yourself. Yeah, it was it was crazy. You looked like a ghost had taken over your body. You were so pale. Yeah, it was actually that day that we found out that we started getting the virus, actually. Now that I remember. Because uh, after, after we got off that podcast call, my friend got her results in. And then that's when mine came in. And... Wow. Wow. And Chris, how long did your symptoms last? Um, they lasted, so let's see, my symptoms started on like the third or the fourth and they went away probably within, within a week or two, probably, probably like two weeks. Yeah. So it was about, it was around that time. 
Like it was like okay. closer to like ten days. Gotcha. That my and symptoms look, lasted. How have your perceptions changed since having COVID? Like before not having it and kind of being this like ambiguous being, but we like hear of people getting COVID, but like what have your perceptions changed after having it? You know what they kind of have? Like I'm 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 so grateful that I lived up here away from my family and stuff because like even though I was able to survive it, I can't say the same like for my like my grandma or my parents or something just because of like all their underlying health issues and age and stuff I definitely think it would have been extremely devastating and detrimental the effect it would have had on like the older community Mm -hmm. um like for us like we're young we're um moderately healthy uh so our our bodies were like okay we got this I mean it wasn't it wasn't a piece of cake by any means but it was not as crazy as I well, thought. You weren't it like hospitalized, been. right? No, like, you didn't, no. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. You know what's scary though is like what scares me the most is like okay, you get COVID, you get sick, you may recover from it, but there's so many stories, and not to freak you out, Chris, not mm-hmm. at all. But there's so many stories of like okay, yeah, I was sick. I got better for two weeks. I got better for a month. But then I had like these long lasting effects afterwards. Are you? Yeah, like, and that's what, that's what like, it's been like, that's been playing on my mind definitely. Um, so like, I I can definitely tell I haven't gained like all my lung function back. Yeah, how like, are you feeling now? I mean, I'm I'm feeling a lot better now. The only thing is I have like a slight cough that doesn't want to like leave, but like, um, and then, like, my breathing, like, it's definitely a little bit more of a struggle. So, definitely, it definitely feels like there's stuff in there still. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm good. I'm good to go around people. I'm not, like, crazy sick anymore. Um, and, like, the fatigue. The fatigue won't go away. But my doctors all said that all these symptoms are things that, like, probably will last for a little bit. Yeah. And um, I got, I gained my taste and smell back. It's not fully how it was <laughs> what did you have the first time when you realized you could smell and taste again bro tacos <laughs> I was so happy <laughs> tacos are my favorite food and like when we were eating them I was like so sad that I wasn't gonna be able to taste but I started like as I was eating them I was like hmm, I, I think I taste cheese and it was it was funny I think I taste you know like trying to figure out what you're <laughs> yeah. tasting yeah <laughs> oh gosh that's oh that's a story dude that's one for the books me sitting in your nursing home and being like back in 2020 when i got covid (laughs) (laughs) remember the swine flu do you guys remember when the swine flu hit yeah i like never heard of anyone who had the swine flu up until like last year someone was like oh yeah i had the swine flu and i was like what like, yeah, you would survive that? And they're like, yeah. Like, it was big whatever state they were living in, but it wasn't big here. We did so have just, uh, that student who passed away. Remember the take one for Raymond? Uh, yeah. From the swine flu? I think it was H1N1. Oh, that, gotcha. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, like, I think that is the virus, COVID. Uh, the flu. I need to reset. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of flu. Something like that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Well, Chris, Jeez, Chris. 
so glad you survived and you're recovered and so nice to have you back. I know. I'm so glad. I guess like the scariest part though was probably how fast it spread. Like one second, all of us in the house, we were fine. And literally within three days, everybody was sick. Um, all our friends like that we had hung out with previously were calling us like saying, yeah, we're sick too. Like, and like, it was, it was crazy. Like there was a huge spread and it was, it was crazy to see. Well, I think there's like this, um, I might have the numbers off, so don't quote me, but for anyone who has the flu, one person can infect three people. For anyone who has COVID, one person can affect up to 11, 11 to 19 people. So that's probably why it spread so fast. And if you look like, you know, we've been sharing data constantly. I know Leah's been putting it on social media, um, but 18 to 24-year-olds are the highest in the state, in the county. Thankfully, not at UNM as much, but we can't really attribute that to us actually knowing, if that makes sense, because Mm -hmm. we don't have students just on campus. We have students all over the world right now studying from UNM. Yep. I do want to go back and touch on something that you said earlier, like, I'm fine now, like, don't worry. Um, Lobos, having the virus is not something you should be ashamed of. You know, telling your medical providers is not punitive in any way. You will not get in trouble. We are here to help you. you like Leah and I were talking. Leah, you want to talk about that point you had said? About? Like not looking at people and like discriminating against them. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, don't. Just because someone have co- had COVID doesn't mean that like still contagious or, you know, like it's not something to be ashamed of. It shouldn't be a social taboo. Like so many people are going to get it in the United States. And it's just like with epidemiology, you either, you know, prevent X amount of people from getting it and we all wait off until the vaccine comes or, you know, we all get it and like build a slow herd immunity. And so like pandemics are you know, not new to us, but also just kind of new to us, like our generation. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, you know, discriminate against someone just because they had COVID. It's just like someone getting the flu, you know, like, it's not just like the getting the flu, but like a bunch of people get the flu and you don't discriminate against them. So So don't discriminate against people who have COVID. Exactly. It's like a, you know, the whole xenophobia that started off originally, like, because you are of Asian descent right away, people were, like, kind of discriminatory towards you. It's kind of the same notion as, like, just because you have COVID doesn't mean you have to be discriminatory to other people who've got it. So it's kind of hard to explain, but, yeah, let's just be nice to our fellow Lobos and peers and people of the world. Yeah, definitely. It's not fun, like, at all. Like, I coming from me like I took every single precaution and I feel like people kind of look at me like oh he's dumb like oh he's an anti-masker or something like that and I'm like that is the furthest from like who I am it was just like a crazy scenario and how I got it like I went um I went up north to to home this weekend because I had a funeral to go to and people were like coming up to me and they're like, oh wait, you had COVID. So then they, they like slowly back away and like make sure their mask was on properly. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good now. Like I'm, I'm fully recovered and stuff. And like, I don't know, they just kind of like made me feel like a leper, I guess. Like it's like an awful, it's an awful way to like phrase it. But like, I felt so like, I don't know, like outcasted almost. 
Yeah. I'm and so you were even cleared by your doctor to like go out, yeah. Chris. Like I, I think it's just like, we're all scared of kind of the unknown. Yeah. And I think COVID's still kind of the unknown, but you sharing your story and like how quickly it spreads and the symptoms, like I really appreciate you talking about it. Cause I know it's not like something you kind of want to relive, you know, yeah. or like keep talking about to everyone because everyone has questions for you. But um, it's important to note that like every COVID's different in everyone. And like, you're, I'm so glad you're healthy, Chris, and like feeling a lot better. But um, yeah, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I, Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad to be back. It was like, so it was so weird waking up and like not having like, things to do I guess because like my professors like I'm so grateful a lot of them worked with me like my OCHEM teacher she was so understanding she even actually let me drop my midterm um and like not let it like affect me and I'm, I'm extremely grateful like the university was super understanding and it, it was it was it was awesome to see how considerate others were even Tiff, like she sent me like groceries to the house that one of the like when I first got it, and she sent me like electrolyte waters and vitamin C, and like it was it was like awesome seeing how like many people actually like cared. I guess. Yeah, we don't want you to go out and one, we don't want you to go <laughs> out while you're sick and infect others. But two, like you need people to take care of you, and that's why our Lobo like community has to be so strong and resilient, and because of you contracting. COVID, Chris, it actually opened up so many doors for us at, at Shack and within the university of like, okay, if someone does test positive, we need to let them know how many days they have to stay home, how many days without symptoms they have to stay home, like step-by-step process. And Lobos, you can find all of this information on our website. We'll be putting it up probably tomorrow. Um, but like Leah said, thank you for sharing your story, Chris, because, you know, even though you don't want to relive it, it's you're helping others and you're helping us to help our other students. You know, this is a part of our life now. And no matter how unfortunate it is, we have to get through it and we will get through it together. Um, like I said, if any of our listeners want more information, you know, check out our website, shack.unm.edu, as well as the coronavirus website for UNM. Um, there's a lot of good information on there. And, you know, we'll, if you have a testimony of yourself that you've, or that you've gone through yourself, whether it be family, friends, or yourself, please DM us on our Instagram page. It's UNM underscore Shack, And we will, we're more than welcome with your permission to share those testimonies so students know exactly, you know, what this COVID virus is. And while it may not feel like after you've gone through it, it would be like, oh, maybe that wasn't a big deal while you were going through it. It can be definitely hard to get through. And then you don't know what will come up with it afterwards. So um, Chris, you were always you were always in our thoughts, and we wish you were with us. If you listen to our podcast, Leah and I cried every time. <laughs> <laughs> and really quick, Chris, just like like super fast. I know a bunch of students have been having questions about testing. How was your testing experience? Like, was COVID worse than the testing? Because I know like there's a lot of like, of course, anytime there's testing, there's like horror experiences with testing, or you know, it varies. What was your experience? Honestly, I didn't find the testing like bad at all. Like, uh, like then again, I went to UNM, um, the UNM Respiratory Center, like in the emergency annex, and there was never. Every time I went, there was never a line. We walked in, um, told them what was going on, 
Um, they sat us down within five minutes. They did the swab on us and we were out. And honestly, I, I didn't mind the test like at all. It was quick, easy to deal with. And it was, it was something that needed to be done. So I just, definitely, yeah, sure. that's a good way of thinking about it too. Like if you have symptoms or you may be symptomatic, like it's just something that needs to be done to prevent the spread. So that's, yeah. that's a really good way to put it, Chris. And while, Chris, you went to the annex, if students did have questions, they can go to um, call Shaq and talk to someone on our COVID line, and they can get referred to either the annex like you did or um, testing on campus, which is, I think, located on CLOT. No one can just walk up and get tested. You'll have to call Shaq first, but yeah, it's a great idea. Well, guys, on that note, we better get going. We're almost close to our 20-minute mark, and we promised our students. Sorry if we go over a little bit. Um, but once again, Lobos, thank you for listening to us and thank you for supporting Sh uh, Shaq and for supporting Chris and we hope to bring you some great content. We haven't figured out what's coming next, but there will be something. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you for listening. This is Honesty with Shaq HP. Bye Lobos. See you later. Talk to y'all later.